Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. April 1st, 2021. Pranks, burritos, and poo in the White House. This is Awesome Today. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hi. And good day. Hello. It's April. I already said my response to hi. Yes, it is April. It's April. Welcome to the new month. Here we are. It is, of course, April 1st, April Fool's Day. A day filled with practical jokes and pranks. Now, some historians do believe that this day can be traced to the Hilaria festivals in Rome. Has nothing to do with Alec Baldwin's wife. I was going to say, I feel like Although there's... she might be an April's fool. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's a Hilaria Baldwin joke written in here somewhere. Uh, those were celebrated during the vernal equinox. Now, others insist that it comes from Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, where a vain cock is tricked by a crafty fox, and it happens on April 1st. Indeed. Now, in the U.S., it is a day for scaring, tricking, or just straight-up fooling people. Other places celebrate it differently. In France, for example, today is known as April Fish. Mm-hmm. Because why not? People attempt to attach paper fish to the backs of unsuspecting friends and colleagues. France sounds like a real cool place. (laughs) That's hilarious to me because France does see itself as very chic and sophisticated. Mm -hmm. The April fish thing seems a little lame. I don't know. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but... They've got art... And yet this is the most creative they could be. Yeah, that's right. Well, in Ireland, they did make it a little bit more creative. A letter is given to an unsuspecting person. Just like my phone was not suspecting that drop. It explains a lot, though. Yes. 
a letter. You're going to put it back in the dropping region? I'm not going to have to get it out again. Why don't I you set it on the table? Got it silenced. Well, I got I to gotta use it for notes here in a little bit. I know. Um, so in Ireland, yes, a letter is given to an unsuspecting person. They are asked to deliver it to another person. And when it arrives, the message is to, quote unquote, send the fool even further, effectively attempting to see just how much travel they can inspire out of the unsuspecting fool. I kind of like that one. Yeah, that one's very creative. I appreciate that. Especially if every place they go is to deliver a message to someone at another pub. Ah, I definitely can get on board with that. Yes. Um... You found another means of celebration. Yeah, this comes from the community of comedians, and it is to smoke a cigar. Mm. I'm on board with that. I refuse to tell you how they came up with it. If you're curious, you'll have to find it yourself. Give it a goog. It will require possibly more than just a surface level googing. Oh, but not like all the way to the dark web or anything. Well, I don't think so. Can I ask you where you are on April Fool's Day? Is it a thumbs up, thumbs down? I think it's stupid. It's really agitating to me. Agitating. I am not often fooled. And as irritating as it is to be fooled, I am far more put off by the feeble attempt that fails. Oh, okay. I just, I don't like it at all. Yeah. I really could do without April Fool's Day every year. Well, we'll have a cigar later and... We'll do it that way. That's a perfectly great way to celebrate. If it makes you feel better, and it does me, today is also National Burrito Day. Nice. Okay. The term burrito actually means little donkey, but let's all just calm down for a damn minute. It's not because they are made of the meat of baby donkeys, (laughs) though they are delicious. (laughs) <laughs> no. no, it's because a burrito resembles the bed rolls that donkeys traditionally would have carried mm. on their backs. Okay. Now, burrito popularity began in the 1910s, working its way up the western seaboard by the 1950s. It had pushed eastward across the entirety of the continental United States. And then by the 1960s, here comes commercialism, and you can buy that shit frozen in a grocery store. Have you ever had a frozen, fresh from the freezer, heated up in the microwave burrito? Yeah, though they didn't have microwaves in the 60s. That's true. That's true. They would have had to have jammed them into the oven right? a casserole dish. Right. Uh, Yeah, because you couldn't do anything without a casserole dish. That's right. I feel I have had them, Mm -hmm. and they are a disappointing burrito experience on the whole. Right, right. Now, I've had a lot of burritos in my day, and I don't mean that in a naughty way, (laughs) um, if that's what you were thinking. (laughs) We've we've lived... Oklahoma has Tex-Mex. Why it's not Oak-Mex, I don't know. Um... (laughs) We lived in Texas for many years. We had a lot of really good Tex-Mex there. And that's really, even though I guess it would technically be Cal-Mex or Mexcal or something. Um, but that's, you know, burritos that, that fits that genre of things. Yep. I've had a lot of them over the years. My favorite mm. or favorites, of course, are those that are fried Yes. That you pick up at a gas mm. station or convenience store. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Yes. They are entirely and wholly worth 
the diarrhea that they bring with them. That's the true fact. It's, yep, I am happy for them. Yep. Now, related to pants, which is where diarrhea typically <laughs> threatens to occur, um, the opposite side, though, of the pants, there is the old childhood rhyme, taco burrito, what's that in your speedo? Mm -hmm. Which could simply be an inquiry as to which gender you are. I don't know. That's true. Um, those gas station burritos are no joke. Oh, I know. But you know, I feel like they're a, it's sort of a dying art. You just, it's well, then you hard gotta, to find them anymore. Because we aren't in a small town like we used to be. That's true. I guarantee if we, either of us went back to our childhood hometowns, they still got them. I know exactly where to go in Ardmore to get one. And exactly where I to go. I do in the town I grew up in, which I will not name. Yes. Um, for random reasons. Well, you know, privacy and What's all What's your favorite that. kind? Uh, the basic beef and bean. Really? Yeah. What about the bean and cheese? Okay, and also delicious. That, that slimy nacho cheese they, up inside Yeah, it. that's And good. you dip it in cheese? I and you, you dip it in some nacho cheese. What about the barbecue burrito? You know, I was never really that much of a fan of that one. That is one of the only foods I'm aware of that as a young, resilient high schooler, I could still get heartburn from it. But it was worth it. Whoa. It was worth it. Yes. I would eat I would eat them right now until I needed to be hospitalized. <laughs> they were that good. Uh, yes. Yes. I think I can't remember if it's on this show that I've told this story, but in my hometown the theater where we performed our high school musicals, not the Disney show, the actual high school musicals, uh, just around the corner from there, down the block, maybe a few, uh, was a gas station that had your your hot bar. Yes, let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Of course, there were the burritos. Yep. There's fried chicken and or chicken tenders. Yep. You had seasoned potato That's wedges. That's also there, yes. Um... Fries, corn yep. dogs. Oh, the corn dogs, yes. Is there anything else? Those were the main things I remember. And this doesn't make sense on any level in a culinary way, but that combination of gas station burrito and gas station potato wedges, mm -hmm. you cannot beat it. And you can't do this anymore. Well, it's harder now. Yeah. The true glass bottle of soda yeah. pop yeah. in combination with it. Maybe if it's a good gas station, if there is such a thing, some of them, some of them, like any other business in the world, some of them take pride in what they do, whether yeah. you appreciate it or not, and they have good fountain drinks. Yep. Like, legit, they monitor oh, yeah. all of that. Yeah. They recalibrate the machines. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole thing. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And if you're really, I just thought of this, and I don't know that I discovered this until college. Okay. But if you go to... A, re a responsible gas station mm -hmm. that has both soda pop and slushies, mm -hmm. then instead of getting ice, you get a Coke slushie and then about half of it, and then you fill the rest with Coke. Oh, man. Ooh, man. You do that, potato wedges, burritos, maybe a corn dog in the mix, of course, dipped in a mixture of ketchup and mustard. Mm -hmm. And by the time you get back, for your next class or and or return to work, you're not going to do shit the rest of the day, except try not to slip into a coma or poop your pants. <laughs> or poop your pants. <laughs> Which, if you slip into a coma, 
You probably don't <laughs> poop your pants. Definitely will poop your pants. Yeah, it's oh. probably going to happen. Oh, goodness. Well, hey, if it's your birthday today, first of all, happy birthday. You do share it with the formation of Apple Computer Inc. And aren't you glad that you do? Well, that's a pretty impressive ink. Yeah, it is. You also share it with one Ms. Libby Riddles, the first woman to win the Iditarod dog sled race. When I found this tidbit, mm -hmm. and I don't know if I'm unique in this, I don't imagine too unique, but when I read a name of someone I don't know, mm -hmm. um, I, I create a mental image of what they must look like. Mm -hmm. I, when I read her name, I created the image of a character from Lost. Who was it? First I did ride, probably Kate, I guess. Nope. That's uh, a woman? Yep. Rousseau. Oh, Rousseau. Danielle Rousseau, of yes. course. Yes, she looks like, even though she's on a tropical island, that yeah. she just completed the Iditarod. That is And she so may have accurate. put the dogs in the sled and pulled it herself. <laughs> that feels so right. Yes, it's true. And she was doing it to escape the others. Yeah, ish. Um, I think she would have done it anyway. Mm. She was actually happy the others were there mm -hmm. to give her a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought it might be interesting to run through a handful of April Fool's shenanigans. Okay, let's hear it. Well, 1957, mm -hmm. at this time, spaghetti was not yet a widely eaten food in the United Kingdom. Okay. Rather, it was considered somewhat of an exotic delicacy. Ooh, ooh la la. And so to celebrate April Fool's, the BBC went all out. They created a whole hoax program mm. about spaghetti crops ah. in Switzerland. And mm -hmm. they showed women carefully plucking strands of spaghetti from a tree and laying them in the sun to dry. Yeah. Very well played. I appreciate that. See, now yeah. that, that thing, that kind of prank, that kind of joke... I hold that in high esteem. That I do is as well. clever. It's funny. They committed to the execution of the prank. Yes. That I can get on board with, for sure. Well, in 1965, the BBC was like, you know what? That was so much fun. Let's do this again. You're at it again, damn Daniel, with the white vans. That's right. This time, the BBC announced that they are they were conducting a trial of a new technology called Smellovision. It allowed the transmission of smells over the airwaves to all of their viewers. Many viewers then went ahead and contacted the BBC to report, hey, the trial was a success. Mm -hmm. I totally got the smells coming through my it. screen. I smelled those burritos. Yes. <laughs> 1980. Mm -hmm. Once again, the BBC killing it. I yeah. feel like they, they really popularized this for yeah. the rest of the world over time. Yeah. Well, 1980, they made a big announcement that Big Ben would be having the hands of the clock replaced with a digital readout mm. to bring it into the modern era. And they were inundated with angry calls of protest. They were calling and asking, like, Highness, how, how well, very they, dare you? They were calling the BBC like it was their decision. They're a news reporting agency, right. but they bore the brunt of the joke. They mostly were calling in to say damn no. Pretty much. They, they were. However you would say that in the UK. We should probably not attempt it. Um, damn no. I feel like they'd have a different word. 
I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to workshop that one out a little bit. If you have suggestions, come to the Awesome Today Facebook group and post them there. And if you're not a member yet, please chop stop chop. Don't chop. Chop yourself don't, until you get over don't to the Don't chop Facebook yourself, group. but please stop cheating yourself. Oh, that's good. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's different than chop cheating yourself. <laughs> that, in fact, <laughs> is perverse. But if you're all consenting adults, then <laughs> go for it. Yeah, whatever. Just keep it off the interwebs. <laughs> 1982, the Hong Kong... South China Morning Post, they were trying to get in on these shenanigans, mm -hmm. okay? They were in the midst of a water They were like, we got British influence! Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, in the midst of a water shortage in Hong Kong, so the Morning Post there announced a new technology, powdered water. Yeah. You could add a pint of water to it and it would turn into 10 pints of drinkable water. Guess what? The people of Hong Kong thought about that April Fool's joke. Not not so funny. Too soon, maybe? Yeah, that was in poor taste. Not good. Now, in the aftermath, I have seen the reverse side of that technology. I actually, it's been years ago, I watched a, an actual newsreel showing they had powder that absorbed water. It didn't create water. It absorbed water. Uh -huh. And for some of the severe traffic that they endured there, they'd made these little packs where you could urinate in it while oh. in your car and they oh. they didn't like show the act they showed from oh. mid chest up the the expression of relief on the person's face as they utilized the technology is that true that's Are true you no that's true that's true we're recording on the 31st so i could not possibly prank you yet i would like to say for the record that the twins um Called pranking, franking. Yes, they do, which is fantastic. <laughs> or is it fantastic? I don't know. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, nineteen eighty-five in the United States, Sports Illustrated decided to take a swing hmm. at this game. Yeah, they wrote an article about a man named Sid Finch who would likely be signed to the New York Mets. That Sid had trained to pitch in a Buddhist monastery and could reportedly throw. A 168 mile per hour fastball, of course, at the time, the record pitch was 100.9 miles per hour. Not that funny. It's not that funny. And also, that's, I mean, you're taking a real gamble. That, that's a printed magazine. It's 1985. Yeah. They did not throw an article on their website. They put it in their printed magazine printed for magazine. April Fool's. Yeah. That's, that's risky. Well, in 1992, finally really getting it right, just having so much fun with it. 1992, NPR announced that Richard Nixon, Tricky Dick, as the yeah, that's right. public like to call him, in a surprise move, was running for president again. His campaign slogan was, I didn't do anything wrong and I won't do it again. As you can imagine, outraged citizens flooded the phone lines. They were, they were concerned. They won. They didn't think it was legal. Mm. And two, uh, they were just angry. But that's beautiful. I like it. I love that they went to all the trouble to get a campaign slogan, and they picked a beautiful one. They did. Again, it's one I appreciate. And it's funny to me that NPR did that live on air. Well, 1995, Discover Magazine ran an article about the hot-headed naked ice borer. Oh. 
Okay. That sounds like that, something. That was somebody's nickname in high school. Uh, it was mine, Absent the Ice. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just go where you will with that. Yeah. Um, this was an animal, as they reported, that burrowed into the ice and then came up underneath its prey by using its hot head to melt through the ice and, uh. and get it. Now, they went on to say that the animal is discovered by one April Pazzo. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. An Italian researcher, and in fact, in Italian, that means April Fool. Mm. Well, well multiple zoos across the U.S. were hot on the trail to figure out where they could acquire this specimen. Again, I, I do appreciate this. That's very clever and very yes. creative. Yes. And, and they even left the hints for people who are not too obtuse. Yes, exactly. I appreciate, I, again, appreciate the commitment. They printed that in their magazine. 1996 Taco Bell. Not really a restaurant, if you can call it that. that well, I but a prankster really nonetheless, as yeah. they serve you tacos with cat food as sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell ran a full-page ad in the, York, in the New York Times. I don't know where I was going with that. New York Times. Mm -hmm. Announcing that to help reduce the country's debt, they had purchased the Liberty Bell and would be renaming it the Taco Liberty Bell. I vaguely remember this. I do, too. I do, too. Yes. Well, in 1996 also... So in February of 96, we're bringing now the northern part of North America, Canada, gets into the mix. Yeah. In February of 96, they'd introduced the $2 coin to replace the $2 note. Yep. Well, a few radio DJs had gotten together and worked out a little jokey conspiracy. They announced that on April 1, that would be the last day that the Treasury would honor the old $2 note. Uh-huh. Which led to thousands of outraged citizens contacting banks and even the Royal Canadian Mint because yeah. they didn't want their money to be worthless. What is the through line of all of these April Fool's Day stories? Are you noticing the pattern? Um, well, thousands of ignorant citizens. Outrage amongst the citizens. Yes. Yes. Outrage everywhere because of April Fool's. That's why I don't like it. Everyone... Do we celebrate April Fool's year-round with Congress? 
well, hmm. there's there's more than enough outrage to go around. I just don't think that we need to concentrate so much of it into one day. It could be cathartic, I guess. Now, to go back to this thing, this story, mm-hmm. radio DJs, some of your favorite radio DJs, I feel like were out of Canada, or at least the ones that wrote the, aren't they the ones that wrote that Canadian? Well, they're not my favorites. I think I know where you're going. They're not my favorites. I just like their Five days of Christmas. Twelve days of Christmas. Twelve days of Christmas. Five days of Christmas. I forgot. Heresy. I forgot how the liturgical. Bob and Doug McKenzie. I don't think they were. I don't think they were radio DJs. Oh. But if you've never heard Bob and Doug McKenzie's Twelve Days of Christmas, you you should go check that out. Were they like comedians? Yeah, kind of. They weren't that funny, really. But it was a mildly entertaining song. Well, I got real off track. I, maybe I'm thinking of something else. We'll talk about it later. It's possible. Just for the record, I do not listen to or support Canadian radio in any fashion. <laughs> for the- that matter, Canadian public radio would be CPR. And while I've had CPR training, I find it a grand offense that you Canadians would use that same terminology for a radio. I, I, in, in all fairness, I do think their public radio goes by different initials, probably because of that very problem. Well, we'll see. In the year 2000, Google announced a new Mentalplex, all one word, Mentalplex, Uh search technology that would read the user's mind to determine what they wanted to search for, eliminating the need to actually type in your search query. Now, it was all a joke, except was it? Right. Because now that's exactly exactly what their ad content feels like. Like when you're just thinking to yourself, you know what? I wonder if it still exists. Is that uh gas station burrito. Mm-hmm. You open up a device. Next thing you know, you got an ad for a gas station burrito in your hands. Yes. It's quite disturbing. It is so disturbing. Now, other jokes over the years, and you're welcome to look these up. We just didn't want to run the episode into hours and hours of Mm. nonsense. Mm -hmm. But McDonald's had a shake sauce. T-Mobile had a smart shoe phone. Uh, Kickstarter had a minimalist watch that had no hands. Okay. Yelp implemented a cracked screen prank. Mm. Starbucks had Pup Bucks. Google Play for Pets. Etsy... Pretended to buy the entire city of Portland. I love that. That one's my favorite. That's a good one. So there's lots of good stuff out there. Yes. Um, but, hey, when it all comes down to it, don't be an asshole to somebody today. Nobody needs that in their life. That's not awesome. We're all just trying to make it through this life. Right. Just right. Cool your jets on the pranks. Don't, don't walk into a retailer and be like, I don't believe in COVID and then tear your mask off and start coughing on people. That is the worst April Fool's That's, prank. It's not a good prank. Do not do that. I oh. tried it out yesterday, a few days in advance, and I just got out of the local jail. Uh-huh, yes. All right. For trending, we have got a couple of items. One sent to us by Awesome Today fam, Angela, mm-hmm. sent me this one. I can really feel like... Angela should volunteer to provide content for the show on the regular. I might agree with that. For no salary, uh, just because (laughs) she loves the show. (laughs) Well, Angela sent me this awesome article about a man being arrested for a Pokemon card heist. Mm, I love a good heist. So Tokyo man, right? Yeah, not from Florida. There's no Tokyo in Florida. Oh my gosh, I wonder if there's Tokyo man. By the way, just, just because somebody out there 
right now is already already part of the religious oddity culture of canceling us. We are not hating Asian people with this story. No, this is just a true fact that actually happened. Yeah. In Tokyo, a man was arrested as a suspect in a heist to steal some Pokemon cards inside one of those trading card stores. Mm-hmm. That's I, the best place to steal them from. Well, because they got all the cards there. Unless you can get straight to the manufacturer. That's the route I choose. Okay, well, this was a 28-year-old man who allegedly climbed a six-story building nice. to break into the card store on the top floor. Roughly 80 Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yu-Gi-Oh? Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say Something. it. Yeah. Or is it Yu-Gi-Oh? It's one of the we two. Should, we should call Daisy down here and ask her. Let's she not. Knows. She'll okay. be appalled that we're talking about things that apply to her generation. That's true. That's true. Well, uh, he stole those along with some cash, a total of almost 12000 American dollars in value. Police had identified him as a suspect after reviewing the security, fan, the security camera footage from the scene. He used a rope to tread down from the roof of the building and entered the trading card store by breaking the window using a tool. He said that he did, he admitted to the crime Mm -hmm. and said, I did it to pay off a debt. He was a member of the rock climbing club in high school and wasn't afraid of heights. So uh, he, the thing about Pokemon cards, like I thought they're not afraid of heights. Pokemon cards, not afraid of heights. This suspect in this robbery, not afraid of heights. I didn't realize this, but Pokemon cards have really gone through a, like a resurgence in popularity because of YouTube and Twitch. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Um, so because demand has been rising around Pokemon cards, this man thought, you know what I should do? Yeah. I know how to mountain climb. There's like a thousand stores that have these, but there's only one yeah. at the top of a thing for me to climb. Exactly. He gave it a try. It didn't work out. Well, it did until they caught him. It did work out. He did get away with the cards and the cash. The problem was, and I think everyone knows this by now, if you're going to steal something, you need to make your way to Mexico. Yeah. Even though they have extradition. Do they? Somewhat. Mm -hmm. It's still, it's the safe haven. The main thing you've got to do once you've made your escape, and I cannot emphasize this strongly enough, is do not start a YouTube channel for Italian cooking or otherwise. That's that's true. It will not work out for you. So, there's that. Well, trending number two. Now, you may be aware, and I'd hope you're aware of this, because if not, it means you're unaware. And it's good to be aware. I'm aware of that. You may be aware that the Biden family's German shepherds have had some difficulty adjusting to the White House. Their language, not mine. The German shepherd is known for its... uh, Socialness. Yes. And also for its... um, Well, they can be persnickety is the best way. I I don't know that I agree with that, but I'll move ahead. Okay. Um, There have now been several... It depends who you're asking. It's either a biting event or a nipping event. Mm. There have been several of these that have occurred. Um, And even to the point where, in reference to one of the dogs, Major, Joe has been quoted as saying, well, 85% of the people there love him. Okay. Which means he's either bitten or scared the crap out of at least 15% of the people. And there's a lot of people that are in and out of the White House. Yeah. So you got that going on. Um 
But this is no longer the sole issue. Uh-oh. Just the nipping, biting, mm. mm-hmm. ferocious attacking, or whatever. Yesterday, as you listen to this, outside the palm room doors, in front of the diplomatic room. Diplomatic room, not diplomatico, which is the room. Right, right. Now, they may they may drink rum in the diplomatic room. Yeah. I would hope they do. Yeah. I doubt it, though, because anything I like, it seems like the current regime disagrees with. So it's unlikely. Okay. Um, I'm guessing what this means is these two rooms are across from each other in the hallway. Uh-huh. And so in the, in the middle of the hallway, steamy pile of dog poop. Well, of poo. Of poo. Of poo is discovered. Okay. I say poo. You say poop. Yeah. I like to say poo. Okay. I feel like it delivers a different message. It does. People are waiting for the pee and then they realize... Oh, there is no pee. There's no pee. It's just poo. I'm left with poo. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's believed, and this is this is random quotes not cited well from different news sources. It's believed to be dog poo. Mm-hmm. And sweet Jesus, I hope that's what it is. <laughs> because if our president is pooing in the hallway between rooms, or any staffers, we're in like a we, lot more if trouble. It's, if it's human poo, we've got we got some problems on our hands. I could see Joe doing it, but that's another story. It's believed to be dog poo, and allegedly from one of the Biden dogs. Mm-hmm. Now, investigators thus far have been unable to determine which dog was responsible. Oh, dear. Both dogs were present when the poo was discovered. Oh, no. Some whisperings have emerged that it was actually a Russian sleeper agent dog. Oh, no. Formerly belonging to Putin, which would, of course... Makes sense. It's a Putin dog. Oh, no. Yeah, and that is the best joke possibly ever told. A Putin dog. Yep. Do you get it? I get it. The dog was Putin? Yep. Okay. I, I get it. All right. Just want to make sure you got it. It's a good one. A Feel good free one. to use that today. <laughs> As your April Fool's Day joke. Yes. <laughs> you will, in fact, make yourself the fool. Yep, yep, yep. yep and yep. no one else. Uh. Huh. But the other part, the other, the prior part's true. Pooh was discovered in between two rooms. Should they just let the dogs have free reign at the White House? Evidently. Uh, mm, I don't care what size dog, if it's a, a little palm or a German Shepherd or whatever. There should be no damn dogs inside the White House. We don't even let our, I mean, if our dogs are out of their beds, it's because somebody's at least keeping half an eye watching them. Or an ear on them or and something. And if I'm ever elected to president, which is unlikely because I won't run. Yeah. Baby, we're not keeping dogs in the White House. I feel like that's spitting in the face of history and goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of stress. Okay. It's not like they don't have other places to keep the dogs. Right. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I'm troubled. I'm troubled by the whole thing. Okay. okay. Well, that got an awesome... Let's get back to awesome with a little wordle, watch, read, listen, lifestyle. We do continue to watch Lost. We do. I'm sure that the people and probably most of our Awesome Today fam don't care as much as we do. And by we, I mean me. (laughs) Yeah. About this rewatch of Lost. However, in last night's episode, they did make it down the hatch and into the bunker. They're in the bunker. Now, Swan Station. I, I'm undoubtedly I've got poop on my mind. 
Mm-hmm. We've discussed it in terms of gas station burritos, in terms <laughs> of dogs in the White House, and maybe it was all inspired by this this recent viewing last night for us, where they're in the bunker, and what do they find? They find chocolate bars. Right. And they've, been, they've been on the island for how long? 44 days. 44 days. So there's something magic about the number 30 when you're doing some type of a cleanse diet or exercise program or anything else. Um, And I'll loosely support that. And I will say if you lived on the island for 30, 44 days, but much less, just 30 days, and all you'd had to eat was fish, the occasional wild hog, and a few pieces of fruit here and there, your system's going to be pretty pure. Yeah. You go in and and hammer down some fake chocolate and nougat and corn syrup and all of that, you are going to crap your pants. (laughs) There's not enough luggage from the dead passengers left over for the clothing (laughs) that will be required to replace what you just did. Yes, that's true. That bothered you as soon as you saw A Kate, lot. Kate, eat that Apollo bar. She hammered one down and then stuck several in each of her back pockets. She was like, I'm in it to win it. It's not a good. good, not good. This is the inaccuracy of television. Of course, yes. Just like Claire had her baby and then suddenly it was a three month old. Right, before. holding its own head up yeah, right out of the womb. Exactly. Like, hey, what's going on? Exactly. That's not how babies work. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Nothing drives me crazier than the inaccuracy of babies on TV. It's pretty, it's pretty vile. I, sure. am, I guess I understand on some level why they do it, but it also it just makes me so angry because, like, that's just not how babies work. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of commentary I could make that would make people angry. Oh. So I'm not going to make it. Okay. Well, I don't really have anything to read or to listen to. I'm still... Still reading your book, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Reading and listening to it. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. In the course of 24 hours, you only have so many hours to do right. things. Right. I feel like we just were talking about this 24 yeah. hours ago. Yeah. Well, lifestyle, of course, we have Godzilla versus Kong, which landed today. You did what for the twins? Right out of the gate. Fresh out of the gate this morning, the twins watched... And they had popcorn for breakfast. We we closed all of the shutters and the blinds, made it as dark and movie theater-like as we could. I popped popcorn. They settled in to watch it. Thank goodness we weren't watching it in the theater because Mac provided oh an gosh. absolute director's cut commentary the yeah. whole entire movie. Only if the director is a prick. It was <laughs> oppressive. It's, that's so much to say about it. They've also, since the first breakfast viewing, have watched it a second time. Do you know why? Why? He came upstairs after it was over and he was getting ready to recite it to me. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? You only watched it once? (laughs) You should watch it. You have to go watch it again. And so he's like, oh, okay. And went back downstairs and fired it up again. Thank you, HBO Max. This is really a great deal. Yes, we, it is. we can stream it as many times as we want between now and the end of April. So, we're, so we're watching it again tonight. Yeah, we're just going to watch it on repeat, basically. Basically, what's going to happen is Godzilla versus Kong is becoming our new both babysitter and night nanny. There we go. Yes, it's a it's a two for deal, as yes. they say. Well, um, yesterday, actually, let me think about this. 
yesterday, yesterday. No, I don't know. I'm I'm terribly lost in the space-time continuum. We previously discussed... Previously on Lost. ...that we had dropped off Lola. Yeah. Today is the big day. Yesterday... I, today as we record, yesterday as you listen, is the true big day. That's the, the majority of the work being done with the polish up and finishing being done today as you listen mm. and hopefully at some point in time today as you listen i get a call or text message that says we didn't screw anything up please come get this mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to it i have felt lonely all yeah. day today without her here i can tell there's like a piece of you missing it's true i had to drive your suburban to go run an errand and it was one, not enjoyable, and then two, I was going to make a, a turn inside of a parking lot that Lola would have handled like easy peasy. And I was like, holy shit, I got to three point this to get turned around. <laughs> I was like, I don't like this anymore. I thought about just calling you to come get me, but then I realized <laughs> I was in the vehicle. vehicle. Yes. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked. So. Well, you have promised the Awesome Today fam pictures via the Facebook group. Yeah. So stay I took tuned a, for that. I took a handful of pre-makeover shots. Yeah, you did. I'm going to try to loosely replicate that for post-makeover shots, and then we'll have a big reveal there. She's going to be pretty awesome. She already was, but it's going to be, well, you know. You get dressed up to do a thing. You yes. put on a little bit shorter of a skirt and some high heels and That's what you do. go about your business. Yes. That's not what I do. Ooh. That's what you do. I have not a short skirt to be seen. Haven't well, for a few years now. For a few years, but who bought you your last one? I guess you did. It was me. I bought it for you. It was the orange and white one. Oh, you did. Was that short? It was sh- It was above the knee. Yes, it was. It wasn't a true mini skirt by no. any means because that's not you. It's not me. Uh, but it was above the knee it and it was. probably contributed to at least one of our five children, if we're being honest. <laughs> hey, I did think of another lifestyle. Okay. On Friday's episode of Sort of Awesome, so of course we don't do episodes on Fridays, uh, but on Friday's episode of Sort of Awesome, we're talking about skincare 101. Okay. So if you've ever felt like, I want to I want up my skincare game, but I'm overwhelmed at where to start, tune in. I've got you covered. Well, I know you could do an oil cleanse by yeah. something as simple as eating a gas station burrito. There you and go. And then taking your unwashed hand and smearing it all over your face. It's, it's the most frugal way to do an oil cleanse, and yeah. also it's delicious. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Well, I do hope, with all sincerity, no April Fool's jokes present, that you have an awesome today. Would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. I wonder how many pets have pooped on the floor in the White House. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.